Thank you so much for joining us online tonight. We really appreciate you joining us for our first online regroup kickoff. We love your feedback about tonight, trying something online, any way we can make these more helpful going forward. We'd appreciate knowing how to continue to improve. We hope these events will be encouraging, equipping, and inspiring for you as we prepare for the year ahead. So what I want to do tonight is talk about three things. One is where we have been. Uh, this past year with our community groups. And then I want to answer two primary questions. The first one is, what does success look like for our groups this fall or for your group? And then the second question would be, what should your group specifically look like this fall? So where have we been over 2019 and 2020 with our community groups? Well, I was excited that this year, for the first time ever as a church, we were able to offer over 100 community groups for people to connect in. Uh, many of those groups are some new online groups we offered during the season to help new people connect. And with over 100 groups, those were led by over 325 group leaders, and that is you. Uh, like Drew said, you are the core of our church. Uh, you are the ones who are helping pastor and shepherd and care for and disciple the people of Northridge. So we're so thankful for you. In our groups this past year, we saw 1,600 people on the dot attend a community group. But the number that I'm most encouraged by is that we saw 339 people attend a community group for the very first time. Now, as Drew mentioned, this past year in March, our world changed, even for my, my family. In February, my wife and I, we had purchased our first home and then a week into our stay-at-home orders, on Monday we were told to stay home. On Saturday, my wife and I headed to the hospital uh, as, we, as my wife delivered our second daughter. And so it was a, a change in our world and then a change for all of us in this world. And all of a sudden, many of us were more isolated than we'd ever been. And the need for a community, uh, for a biblical community, was never greater. But I was encouraged during this season uh, that in spite of the limitations, as we were having a difficult time, try, time trying to figure out how do we do community when we can't meet in person, that almost every one of our groups at Northridge met online for our spring trimester. In fact, as I looked at our attendance for groups the spring of 2019 over that six-week period and then our 2020 spring attendance, we had almost the same amount of people attend and participate in a group during this spring. And even during the season, we were able to launch seven brand new groups to help connect new people to a group. In fact, one of those groups we offered was for the deaf community. We had a few people offer to do ASL interpretation for an online community group this summer. And so we were able to offer that group, and it drew so much interest that after the first week, we had to multiply into two groups for the deaf community. And I had, a joy, I had the joy of being part of those groups the deaf community, the hearing community together, engaging, sharing our lives together, and discussing the Bible together. In fact, since COVID began, we've been able to see 60 new people connect with the community group for the first time. And many of those people had never walked through the doors of our church for one of our in-person services. In fact, one of the guys who joined my online group in the spring. Uh, he had been going through a rough time in his life. He was single again. Uh, he had kind of walked away from church and was struggling with his faith. But right before the pandemic, he began attending our services. He had attended two or three times, and then we had to move all of our services online. So he connected with our services online and then jumped into an online group and, and really enjoyed it. And what I was most encouraged by was on August 9th, when we had our first service 
campus is regathering again. I was reading on the south side of our new Webster campus, and who walked in? But it was this guy from my online group this spring. So in spite of the challenges that we've been through this season, God has continued to work uh, through our church and through our community groups to help people connect relationally and continue to grow in their faith. Now, as we think about the fall, the next question I want to deal with is, what does success look like for my group this fall or for community groups this fall? Or another question, you, you could say it this way, what does success look like during COVID? And as I thought about this, really the answer is that it remains the same. The success for your community group is applying the Bible, building relationships, and caring for each other. Really, the goal has never been about attending meetings. It's about living in biblical community. It's about helping each other live out the ABCs. And so if you're seeing relationships built, if you're seeing people cared for, if you're seeing people take next steps of obedience in their relationship with God, then that is a win. And even if your group never met formally, during this season, but you accomplish those three goals, then that would be winning. That being said, not meeting has its challenges. Not being able to get together in person with other people has consequences. Just think about your, your own life. How have you personally felt the impact of social isol- isolation? Or even your own spiritual life. How has your spiritual life been impacted by the limitations put on us and connecting relationally? This past year, we, we came, or these past few months, we came across a study uh, by the Barna Research Group uh, that was looking at how COVID has impacted the church in America. And I shared this in a video a couple of weeks ago, uh, that COVID has been destructive to the faith of many people. That 32% of people who were attending a church uh, before COVID or before March uh, have disconnected altogether, whether that's in person or online. The American Bible Society also did a study about, they've done studies about Bible engagement in America, and they found that since COVID, Bible engagement has also decreased. And so that's one of the reasons why community groups are so crucial. Groups provide an opportunity for people who are disengaged to engage or to engage deeper. They provide an opportunity for people to apply the Bible. And that that same study by the American Bible Society found that people who are part of a small group or part of a community group we're far more likely to be engaging the Bible on their own. And we've seen that bear out even in our own groups. As we do an end-of-the-year group survey to our group members and our group leaders, probably the number one comment from group leaders when we ask, hey, or from group members when we ask, How, uh, what is the step you've taken in your faith through the influence of your group members, is that they are engaging the Bible more consistently, reading it, memorizing it, and studying it. And not only are people uh, engaging the Bible, but they're applying it. We've had people in groups make salvation decisions and get baptized and start giving and start serving. In addition to applying the Bible, I think the thing that I'm most encouraged by, not just this past year, but especially since COVID, is the way that our groups have continued to connect relationally and to care for each other. And as I read those end-of-the-year surveys, I was so encouraged by so many stories of how our groups and how you as leaders have connected relationally and cared for your group members. Probably the number one comment from group members was how you as leaders connected and checked in with them during the season. Texting and phone calling, using apps like the Marco Polo app or the GroupMe texting app, 
uh, maybe even going for walks or getting together in parks. Uh, many groups deliver groceries and meals or meds. They help, helped pay bills when people lost their job. They celebrated birthdays, social distance style. One, even, one member even, group member even shared that their group leaders put together date night baskets and delivered them to the members of their group. So while groups did not meet in person over this season, or many of them didn't, it has not stopped our church from being the church and living out the one another's. In fact, church has never been primarily about going to church or about attending a meeting. It's been about living in biblical community together. And you as the leaders of our church have led the way in helping us be the church in our community. So when we ask the question, what does success look like for our community groups this fall? Really, the answer is simple. It's applying the Bible, building relationships, and caring for each other. Now, maybe you'd say, okay, that's helpful to know that that's what a win is, but that doesn't really answer the question for me, what should my group actually look like this fall? How do we actually go about applying the Bible, building relationships, and caring for each other? So let's answer that that next question. What should my group or what should your group look like this fall? And really the answer to this is one simple word, it's different. That if we try to do groups the way we've always done them, they're probably not going to work very well during this season. So I want to share with you four ways that your group could or should look different this fall. Uh, The first way that your group might look different this fall would be a different format. Whether that's meeting in person, online, or a hybrid mixture of both in person and online. Now, maybe you'd say, well, if we're meeting in person, is that really different? And I would say, well, in this season, meeting in person probably is going to look look different. We put together an in-person community group recommendations guide to help you think through group size, face coverings, food, and childcare. But if you're meeting in person, it's probably going to look different in this season. Maybe you plan to continue to meet online. And though uh, meeting online is not the same as in person, we're thankful for that opportunity in this season. But if we're meeting online, there are some challenges. When you don't see each other face-to-face on a week-to-week basis, people are more likely to feel forgotten or feel disconnected. And so as group leaders, we're going to have to work extra hard to communicate more with our group members, to to be in touch with them. And if we have people who are new to our group, who sign up for a group, we're going to have to work extra hard to communicate with them and help them feel like they have a relationship with us before they even show up to that first group. If we don't communicate well, then they're likely to ghost on our meeting or to never show up altogether. We asked uh, in our end-of-the-year survey about people's online experience uh, over the spring trimester. And I wanted to share some of the feedback we learned uh, from people's experience this spring that might help if you are leading an online group this fall. Uh, one, uh, a bunch of people said that we really enjoyed uh, connecting every week together to do sermon discussion or our large group discussion time, but we never split for our prayer times. And so I never felt like I could really be as open or honest as I'd like to be or that we didn't go as deep as I would like to. So make sure if you're meeting online this fall, you both have all together times and that you also have some smaller times where you're connecting with your prayer groups. If you're meeting online this season, also some feedback we got was in the spring, some groups, uh, members said, hey, we really enjoyed every week sharing life updates and how we were doing. That was very helpful. But by the end of the trimester, it felt like if all we're doing is just sharing life updates, I think we can do that offline. And so if you are connecting an online group this trimester or this fall, make sure that you do more than just share personally, but you also dive into Scripture together. 
Now, maybe you'd say, hey, we're going to do a mixture of in-person or online, that hybrid style. Or as one uh, church coined it, they're going to have digital groups, a mixture of physical and digital groups this fall. So if you're going to choose a hybrid style, how would that look? Well, there's a few different ways you could do that. One would be that you're going to meet uh, one week online and another week in person. And, And one of the benefits to that is if maybe you're planning to meet in person outside, if the weather changes last minute, you can quickly move online and then plan to meet together in person the next week. Another way a hybrid group could look would be to say, hey, maybe the majority of our people plan to meet together in person this fall, but there's a few people who don't quite fit in or they can't make it to our in-person meeting. So we plan to set up a computer and have them join us uh, online as we meet. Now, if you choose that hybrid model, I would say it's probably going to be a challenge to really engage those online people well. But if you do that model, a couple things to think through. If you can connect your computer to a TV, that'll help those who are in person be able to better see those who are joining online. And if you can turn your computer or your camera so that it faces the group and you as the leader, that'll help the online people feel like they're more connected. And then as a leader, you're going to have to work extra hard to look at that computer, encourage your group members to look at the computer and to invite those online participants to answer questions and to participate. One other way that a hybrid model could simply look would be as you meet together in person each week and you split for your prayer times to call those who can't make it and just put them on speakerphone and have them share their prayer requests that way and pray with you. Now another way that your group might look different this fall would be to be a different size. So in a typical season of group, we would say that if you regularly have less than eight people, then sometimes it can be hard to gain momentum and to grow. But in this season, I would actually say that if you have more than eight people, that it might be a challenge. That if you're planning to meet in in person together, having more than eight people, it's going to be hard to social distance from each other. And if you're planning to meet online, well then, if you have more than five or six people in an online chat or an online Zoom call, it can be hard to get everyone to participate. So how would you break your group down to a smaller size? Well, maybe you could have men connect together and women connect together or those with kids and those without kids, uh, those who are single or those who are married, or maybe that would be too divisive. So you figure out some mixture that you're going to rotate to meet in smaller gatherings. This is also a great season to consider multiplication. Maybe you've thought about multiplication as a group, but you haven't felt ready. You don't feel like you quite have enough people. Well, in a typical season, maybe having 10 people would be hard to multiply in your group. During this season, having two groups of five actually might work quite well. And now that multiplication, it could be temporary just for this fall, uh, or maybe that would be a long-term multiplication. One other way to have a smaller group this fall, maybe instead of meeting together weekly in a larger format, would be that you break into smaller accountability-style groups with three or at most four people. And and some of the benefits of this is that people are more likely to really be open and honest with each other and with just two or three other people. And it's also a lot harder for people to fall through the cracks. And you might be able to do something that would be a little bit harder in your gendered prayer time or in community group where people actually might feel safe enough to confess their sins to each other or to help keep each other accountable with good or bad habits or even doing a Bible reading plan together. Now, another way that your group might look different this fall would be to have a different schedule. So in a typical season, we'll meet in a trimester for eight or ten weeks. And the majority of those weeks, we get together for a group discussion time, and then we have a split prayer time. And then a week or two, uh, we do dinner together, we do a social. Well, in this season, maybe your format's going to have to change more frequently. 
And I've already heard from a number of your groups that plan to have an alternating schedule each week. Uh, groups, some groups plan to do things like uh, meet together formally one week and then meet together informally the next week. I know the Bicknell Geringer group is, pl- is planning to do that. Uh, some groups plan to get together for sermon discussion one week and then the next week they will meet with their prayer groups. Uh, some groups will plan to meet, uh, I know the Ellsworth, McIntyre, Riley group plans to meet uh, with the guys in person one week while the women meet online and then change that every other week. And that can help out with childcare needs. Some groups plan to meet all together one week and then the next week they might t- meet together with some accountability sized groups. Or maybe the hybrid model again, meeting together in person one week and then online the next week. One last way that your group might look different this fall would be a different curriculum. So there's a number of reasons why people join a community group at Northridge. Probably the two primary reasons. One is that people want to connect relationally. And two is that they want to grow in their faith. And so depending on what's happening in their life in this season, what you're talking about in group may lead them to be more or less engaged. So this fall, you might want to jump into our sermon discussion. We'll continue to write those questions as we dive into the prodigal son, and the life of Moses. Or maybe you want to choose a curriculum based on a topic of things that you're wrestling with as a group, whether that is parenting, or marriage, or money, or dating, or cultural issues. There's a variety of platforms that you could uh, use to check out different curriculum. You could use the Right Now Media uh, platform with all kinds of different video content, the Anthology app with all kinds of uh, sermon series from Andy Stanley. You could listen to a podcast. You could go through a book. You could go through a book of the Bible. In fact, during the summer, a number of our groups wanted to stay connected during the season. One group did a Right Now Media series on marriage and talked about it each week. Another group listened to a podcast on racism and then just shared what their thoughts were each week as they connected together about it. Now, our goal is not changing this fall. We're going we're to continue to pursue applying the Bible, building relationships, and caring for each other. But our groups are likely going to look different. So how do you decide on your plan for your group this fall? Now, many of you, you've already let us know what your plans are, but maybe you heard some things tonight, some ideas that you also want to implement into your plan. But as you plan for the fall, I would say the most important thing that you do is invite feedback from everyone in your group. Maybe you got together with some of your group members or all of your group members this fall. Just because they participated in your group in a specific way this summer doesn't mean that that's what they would prefer this fall. So make sure uh, that you find out what they think about uh, whether they want to be in person or online, face coverings, food, and childcare. You'd hate for them to be surprised when they show up to group because it's not what they had expected or would, would have preferred. So find out what they want, um, then share your preferences and put together a plan as a leader. Now, as we make our plans, let's recognize that as Proverbs 16, 9 says, a man's heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And so we're going to make plans uh, to live in biblical community this fall, but God might change our plans along the ways. As you come up with your plans uh, as a group, if you can communicate those with, uh, to your coach, whether you're meeting in person, online, or a hybrid style, that will help us as we look to connect new people to groups this fall. 
And then also make sure to update your group description. Usually one of the leaders in the group updates our group's database, group vitals, and in there there's a group description uh, that goes on our group finder, and that's helpful for our connections team and those who are looking for a group. But we really want to make sure that's accurate as we head into the fall. We would hate for our new person to connect with the group, show up to that first meeting, and then feel really awkward because it wasn't what they had read or thought they were getting themselves into. Maybe you got questions about multiplication. Uh, you can connect with your coach about that. Or maybe there's people in your group that, depending on what you're planning this fall, uh, those plans aren't going to work for them. And so we'd love to help them get connected with a group that is a good fit for them. As I mentioned at the beginning of uh, my talk tonight, that a third of the church in America has disconnected in this season. And so the need for a biblical community, it has never been more urgent Uh, The format has never been more different. The season has never been more challenging, but the goal has never changed. And I'm excited to partner together with you as group leaders this fall to help our church make more and better disciples as we live in biblical community together. So what we want to do with the rest of our time tonight is answer the questions you have and um, be able to share ideas. And so we're going to move into our Zoom groups now. You should have received an email this week with links to the Zoom group for your coach. You can find that in the email or you can also find those links in the, the chat here, the notes on our online platform. So go ahead and click on that link and then we're going to jump into our Zoom groups for some more discussion and we'd love to answer your questions. Thanks for joining us tonight.